0: have to do aloha because we have a rocking guest here in richie norton how are right, you richie that's right
1: aloha i'm doing so good I, I i am so excited to be here but not as excited as you you're you are the man <laughs> i
0: don't know about that being in hawaii are you kidding me i lived there for a number of years and oh my goodness and I, for well I don't know if, uh, if you haven't heard about Richie Norton, you might you might not have been checking out the, the web lately. This guy is an amazing individual. First of all, he's an author. And you have so many daggum books, man. I'm I, I going to have to read all these. There's, <laughs> the, the first one is Anti-Time Management. Another yeah. one is The Power of Starting Something Stupid. I love that title, by the way. Uh, and another one is uh, Amazon number one bestsellers, Resumes Are Dead and What to Do About It. Uh, Richie is also uh, has a site called product.com. And I actually this is ironic and and we'll get we'll get back to how I learned about product in a minute here. Uh, But not only that Richie is just one of those all around amazing individuals and quite frankly, I am stoked he said yes. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, of course, of course. Oh
0: man! <laughs> Again, though, Richie, thank you for joining. It's a little bit early over there, no doubt about it. But...
1: Yeah, it is, it is. But um, it's always, it's always fun to be here. And you know, my my mom will love hearing this podcast. Hearing you introduce me that way, she's gonna be like, "Wow, you know, my son." You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you deserve it 100. I mean, I'm looking uh... at everything that you've done. And, well, here's what what's close to my heart. We are BYU-Hawaii grads together, man.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Number uh, one.
0: Student government, the whole bit. Except, you know, you're the prez. I was, I was like the ombudsman, something like that. But uh, back in the day. And awesome. just all the things that um, have come about that, which led to this. And I told you I was going to go back to product.com. I have a friend that came over and gave me a book. Uh, that, uh, was, uh, boy, the common path to uncommon success. And I thought, Oh, I'll, I'll, start reading this bad boy. And all of a sudden he goes, my friend, Richie Norton, I, Richie. And he just, wait, wait, what?
1: <laughs>
0: it reminds me, I got to call back. <laughs> because we, we were, we put this in motion a little bit ago, but this, this woman, Angie Stiles, I ran into her last night and she goes, you are her hero and when i saw this it's amazing to see the impact you've had by just being you and i'm just wondering if you wouldn't mind delving into how you even got started on this man it's it's quite amazing actually
1: well i mean just just making it up as i go you know what i mean like (laughs) that's the way that's the way we do it um it's it's funny because when people look at like the the body of work or all the different much just doing it as I go like one thing leads to another. Um, so so like to be specific, also people go, I don't really know what you do. You know, what are you doing? And you probably don't know exactly what I do either. And I go, I like to keep it that way. You know, don't put me. You know, like, don't don't put me into in, in a box until I'm dead. You know what I mean? Like, like we can be whoever we want whenever we want, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, But, you know, I, my, my parents were entrepreneurs and my grandpa was too. And it was, it was in my blood. And I know not everybody has that, but I'll just go real quick through just some, some things that have happened. Like when I was 16, I told my dad, I wanted to get a job. And he said, you don't want a job. I'm like, what? Like worse, like what, who's, what kind of parent says that, you know, and, you know, I, I, I was born and raised in San Diego and he's like, no, 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 you don't want to spend your whole summer, you know, working minimum wage doing a job thing. I'm like, yeah, but I need money, you know? And he said, no, he said, go to this. He literally said this. He said, go to the watermelon patches in, in El Centro, go to the farms over there and ask if you can buy the your regular size watermelons that they can't sell to the grocery stores. That's what he said. I'm like, okay, so me and my brother go there and we fill up our family van full of watermelons and sell so them on the 4th of July, and we made more money, you know, in the few hours we were selling than we did the, than we would have working the entire summer. Oh, my god! You know what gosh. I mean? At, at minimum wage. And that's when I realized, oh, you can, there's other ways to make money, you know? And I, I didn't think about it this way, but moving to the future, Richie, like, like, oh you don't have to trade your time for money there's there's a lot of ways to do it right so right. so i got into the entrepreneurial world you know i started my first real business was a i'm a social entrepreneur i lived in brazil for a couple of years i wanted to help people work their way out of poverty um i ended up meeting some people from mongolia i did a whole business plan around starting a center for entrepreneurship at byu hawaii mm-hmm. and the the plan totally failed uh, they said I was—I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have any money. I'm just a kid, and I'm like, you're only like making me want to do it more now. You know that, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, I gathered some other older people that had money and believed in helping others, and started this social entrepreneurship thing. My first uh, business was a cashmere company in Mongolia, and it was to help people work their way out of poverty. That was what it was for. So it didn't matter what the business was. It's always been about people. It's always been about their self-reliance, and later it became more about people's time, which I'll I'll talk about. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But I've started companies in, I don't know, Philippines, Papua New Guinea, Western Samoa, all over the Asia Pacific Rim. But they were all social entrepreneurial ventures. Eventually, it did turn into a center for entrepreneurship at BYU Hawaii, which still exists and still runs now, (laughs) Um, and it's it's fully operational and, and it's awesome. But what happened was during this time, um, on on a sad note, my, uh, my brother-in-law passed away at 21 in his sleep out of nowhere. And when this happened, made me realize like, Oh, like obviously tragic and so hard on all of this, but like reflecting on it, I was like, Oh, we don't live till we're 65 Mm. and then do everything we want to do. Like America has taught me my entire life work for 40 years. And I know it's different now, but like even go go back just 20 or 30 years before social media existed this was still the mentality it's still mentality today in many yeah, ways yeah um but i was like wow that's, that's different and that it wasn't true for him he would never have this opportunity and then you know a few years later my 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 I have son, we have four boys mm-hmm. and my my fourth son passed away he caught uh, pertussis or whooping cough
0: oh my gosh
1: and that was like obviously the biggest tragedy in our lives and, and, and still is. And it changed the way I thought about time so so much that I had a mentor ask, what'd you learn from your brother-in-law passing away from your son passing away? They're both named Gavin. And I said, I don't know, what am I supposed to learn from this? You know? And I, I thought about it and I came up with something I called Gavin's law, which is live to start, start to live. And that's become my motto. And I actually created an acronym for start, which is serve, think, ask, receive, and trust. S-T-A-R-T. Serve, think, ask, receive, and trust. So this idea of live to start, live to serve, thank others, earn the right to ask, you know, mm-hmm. receive, trust, has become what I do. So and I've I've been teaching this to other people as well. Uh, long story short, I've had a series of bizarre tragedies happen. Like we had, you know, c- foster children. Three that came and went, they were with for a couple of years. We thought we were gonna adopt them, didn't work out, and which was hurt us in so many other ways, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it's 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 like a death, but it's different because they're still alive and we don't know where they are and how they are. It's yeah, a it's yeah. a very different feeling. Uh, my wife had a stroke, lost her memory, she got what? it back. My son got hit by a car crossing Cam Highway what? by an su by an SUV, and he should be dead and quadriplegic, but he's not. He's alive and he's riding twenty five foot you know waves now like you know, it's 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 crazy so i started thinking like does god hate me or does it all it all and i realized no you know love god unconditionally trust god do your do your thing just you know like like focus keep the faith and go to work kind of thing so that's what i've been doing so when i wrote the power of starting something stupid i thought it was going to be about the power of start because mm-hmm. successful people start things obvious research based everyone can see this okay but what was curious as I did the research and talked to people and interviewed people approaching or in retirement is that the successful one started something stupid, meaning for them, it was not inherently stupid, but for <laughs> them, like, it was it was crazy. It was dumb. It wasn't for them. They didn't think they had enough time, education, experience, or money. Why, why should they be doing this? And I started looking at really successful things, everything from the Model T to the telephone to Twitter, all these stupid ideas. They themselves thought they were crazy when they were doing it. but they did it anyways and so so that's what that book's about is how stupid is the new smart and and how you can operationalize that um, through through ideas and through ideation but really overcoming fear and pride and procrastination and through starting serve think ask even trust leveraging existing resources but i'll just fast forward and then i'll let you ask your questions but (laughs) but what happened was people started coming to me to help them start their stupid ideas. Like you Google stupid Richie and I'm, I'm (laughs) I I am everywhere, dude. I am like the stupid guy, right? It's everywhere. I wasn't on purpose, but I guess it kind of was. So, so here we are. And it it wasn't hard to help someone take an idea that people wanted, you know, and, and, or, or find the people that wanted it and sell it and make money. What was interesting to me is that people would do this and they didn't actually want the idea they created. They didn't actually want the business that they started. They wanted what they thought would come after a successful business. They two-stepped. I want to have time and freedom with my family. Therefore, I'm going to start a business. Oh, no, I lost my entire life and my family to my business.
0: Oh, man. And
1: I thought that was tragic. And this happens every day with every founder. So that's why I wrote anti-time management is to help people work from that purpose so they're they're actually successful from the start and they're working from the goal or the goal of the goal and not towards it. Because when oh you work towards God. it, you endlessly work towards it and never get it. In fact, you cement systems of operation that never allow you to, to enjoy it. That's why people are forced to sell their businesses. They brag or they sold it, but they also lost 10 years of their life in the process.
2: Oh my
0: I'm I'm freaking out right here. First of all, I got chicken skin. Look at this, man. <laughs> you're, you're getting me like so so amped up right here. But because it's so simple. And it reminds me a lot about someone that we we just interviewed a couple of weeks ago, right? Gary Ye Samake. Uh Ye Samake is the he, he is most likely going to be the new president of the country of Mali. And we asked how he did it. And he goes, you know what? I come from the goal of serving others and through service, we create certainty. And a lot of the stuff that you're saying really brings all that together because you're out there with the goal of helping other people and you've overcome some tremendous trials. When I hear that succession of trials, it just, I don't know about you care, but I'm over here going, "I, I, I don't know how you, how you overcome that. Uh, yet here you are coming from that goal and just that little thing, work from the goal and not toward it, dude, I'm, I don't know what question to ask except to say, good grief, Richie. That is, that's mind boggling because it is so simple, man. Yeah. (laughs) It's so simple.
2: Kind of, kind of, kind of dive into that a little bit more though, because everything that, that is simplistic also usually is very very complex. And I think you probably feel the same way. Absolutely. I mean, it's very simple to say like, Oh yeah, yeah, we'll start from the goal, but what does that really mean? So let's let, like run us through like a case scenario. You know what I mean? Like give us an example of someone who kind of went through that process and, you know, and at the same time kind of show us how, you know, society would have said, this is how you should do it and That's give us kind of a, uh, you know what I mean? Give us some I contrast.
1: hundred percent. I love that. So, Think, first of all, think about, the, let's just define what time management means. It means time control. And management means control. And if you think back 200 years ago, before 200 years ago, there was no quote-unquote scientific management. It didn't exist. It was not a thing. It was invented during the Industrial Revolution. And it's weird to me that today in the self-help and personal development in entrepreneurial vernacular, we use even use the word time management, because it was designed to squeeze every drop of blood, sweat and tear out of every single worker out of every single oh second God. of their day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, it literally has nothing to do with your like personal well being like, like z- the opposite.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big <time. You're> right.
1: <laughs> so the idea of like anti time management is moving from, it's not it's not about the word. It's about who, who controls your time. So it's moving it from they control my time to I control my time. They took up space. I create space. They tell me what to do. I decide what I want to do. This is a, this is, that's the, so when I say goal, I think the goal of the goal.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because,
1: because I'm, I'm a Covey person and they, you know, taught me begin with the end in mind. Right. People, they did not say begin with means in mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, no, no. That needs to be, they did not say begin with means in mind. Gotcha. People believe that their means are their goals and they mistake goals for ends. Yeah. Goals are not ends, goals are means. So the idea is to get beyond the goal, beyond strengths, beyond habits. These are just tools. They're just tools. But we're obsessed with habits and strengths and goals. They're tools. Have not like so, so okay. So now to make it super real. <laughs> I also like to define goals like a goal from experience is a task. Mm -hmm. You've, you've done it before. You're just doing it again. You might do more. A goal outside experience is growth.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) So now we understand what time management is and isn't, and we understand what a goal is or isn't. So I had a, an executive come to me. He's making $250,000 a year. I, I could give you a zillion examples. It's just, yeah. this one just comes top, top of mind. And he says he is, he has no time for his family and he wants it back. So he's going to quit and become an entrepreneur. And I'm like, I'm just listening. Cool. And I know every entrepreneur says, yeah, you're going to have like way less time when you become an entrepreneur, you know, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I, and I think, just so you know, as a side note, I don't believe that. I think entrepreneurs that don't have time is because they chose not to have time. It's because mm-hmm. they borrowed time management systems from corporations and apply them to their personal business, which I think right. is, is normal. It's normal, right? Yeah. Okay. So he tells me what he's going to do and he needs to make um, money in, in a couple of different ways, but what he's going to do is he's going to start a gym and it's great, but he can't do one. He has to do two and to make money. And he's an accountant. So he knows the numbers, man. He knows the numbers yeah. well. And he says, it's going to take him five years to be profitable. And I go, I'm listening to him. I go, well, then what? Let's pretend it's successful. Then what do you do? Well, I want to be able to spend two months out of the year with my family in Italy. I'm like, okay. So how old are your kids? And he goes, oh, 13 and 15. I go, so hold on. Let's just, Mr. Accountant. I'm being nicer to him than I am right now. (laughs) I'm like, "So, so, so, so Mr. Accountant in five years when your sons are, what is that number? 18 and 20? you're going to finally have time like to go on a trip with them to Italy or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is traditional time management. That is working towards the goal. Mm -hmm. When, if he would have just worked from the goal, you know what? I'm going to take my family to Italy this summer, no matter what. And yeah, sure. I'm going to quit my job or not. Yeah. Whether I do or not has nothing to do with me living my life. Zero. It's just, it's just one thing I'm going to do. And by the way, you can still have your gym. You're just going to operate it differently. You're going to hire someone to run it. But he was, he said he was a a micromanager. So he wouldn't do that. I'm like, I mean, that's up to you. You know, if you start thinking differently, now it's on to put the entrepreneurial hat on and start thinking differently. You think how this is, this is how you do it. Instead of saying this has to happen. So this can happen, which is usually wrong. Like how many times do we take five or 10 steps and reach our goal? Rarely happens. So it's better to say, how can I make this thing happen without this bad thing happening
0: mm-hmm.
1: by Tuesday? And it doesn't mean you have the answer, but it does create space in your mind so that when you're taking a shower or walking the dog or, or, or doing whatever you do, that it can start percolating and you start figuring it out. And all of a sudden you have that so-called aha moment. Okay, so so in, in his example, you go, well, couldn't you start a, If you had to be a gym, which it doesn't. But if it had to be a gym, it's not about the gym. It's not about how much money you make at the gym. Because I know millionaires, I personally know billionaires that have no time, zero time, and their family doesn't like them. You yeah. know this as a yeah. fact. Money yeah. is not the factor, although it's, it's helpful. The factor is how you operate.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So he could have this same gym and have it be one of those 24-7 things where there's no human beings in there. It's all robots. You put your card in and you leave. It could be an online thing. It could be a course. It could be a Netflix thing. You could sell barbells. I, I don't know. I'm just saying if the goal is to spend time with your family and have freedom and flexibility, why would you operate in a way that will never get you that?
2: Man, that's profound. It that's,
0: is that's so profound. No, so far it's a masterclass. Go ahead, Jerry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. I just
2: say it's so interesting because I, I've I've been, I've had businesses in the past and stuff like that. And one thing I tell my kids all the time is, it's like you pick your poison. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, just like that gentleman is our, our, our tendency is to like jump to the corporate world and say that we're going to do the same thing and it's going to be different. But I, I'm, it's now my time that I'm doing and I'm going to be successful and it's going to be different, but it's not going to be different. It's going to be the same thing. You're going to fall into the same trap. If anything, you're going to have less time because now you're the boss. You know what I mean? And just like that gentleman. And so I think that's, that is, it's incredibly profound when you, when you look at it from the perspective that you are. Um,
1: Yeah. I I believe that businesses shouldn't, in my, my opinion, you can do anybody can do whatever they want. I believe that businesses should create time, not take time. Mm-hmm. So every time I start one, I think how will this actually free up the things that I want to have freed? Right. Most people think they have to sacrifice, irrationally yeah. sacrifice <laughs> things that have no connection to what they want to do, but they, they pretend that it's rational. Does this yeah. make sense? Yeah. So they'll, yeah. they'll say, I have to do X, Y, Z to get this result. When in reality, they didn't have to do any of X, Y, or Z to get the result. Like, like none of it. Sure. Aristotle called this final cause. So he would say an acorn becomes an oak tree, and he would. And the the, the idea was that you could build a table with wood, you know, a, a design, someone to make it, and then you would have this table. And I look at that and go, Well, what's the purpose of the table? Is it to have dinner tonight? Because if it if it is, I can get Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. I, I literally don't <laughs> need to spend time designing buying wood and hiring a person to make a table for me. And that's a, that's a metaphor for everyone's life. Like if the goal is to see the sunset, do you have to scale the mountain with ropes? Well, if you want to scale the mountain with ropes, you can, but, or you can go on the other side and drive up like your choice. (laughs) What are we doing here?
2: (laughs) So it sounds like a lot of, of what you're teaching and your success is, is really just throwing out, Kind of what we're expected to think about business and entrepreneurship, because that has been hammered in just about everyone's mind is sacrifice, 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 sacrifice. You know what I mean? Have you, have you ever heard the uh, the uh, oh, I can't what they call it. it's basically knock down the flagpole? Do you ever hear that story? Yeah, yeah. You, might they, well, you, you should look it up. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it's, cool. it's a it's a good story, man. Yeah, <laughs> just real quick. Actually, have you seen it.
0: Captain America when when they say climb the flagpole? Uh, that,
2: uh, I mean, yeah. I think,
1: I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, you oh, know. I, haven't <laughs> you I haven't seen that. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. Was it was pretty
2: short. There, there was a there was a flagpole on a on a campus, and and the student body wanted it to be something happened. They wanted it to be at half mast, and so they put it at half mast. And then the head of McDonald's, what's his name? I Ray Kroc. name. Ray yeah, Croc. says oh, You got to put that to the very top, you know. And so there was this battle going on. And the manager, you know, or, or the, the manager went to the owner of that McDonald's, like, he's like, what do I do? And he says, the next time the delivery truck comes, just tell him to knock over the flagpole. Mm. And th- just make the problem go away. You know, I mean, there's an element wow. of what you're talking about with that, where, you know, I think sometimes we get, we get, I don't know, kind of clogged up with what we're expected to do. And it sounds like yeah. you're kind of breaking that mold.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the idea is it's not hard. These are very simple things. It's just a yeah. different way of thinking. Um, well, I think to, sometimes
2: we're expecting it, or we think it has to be hard.
1: We do. The idea is to stop managing time and start prioritizing attention.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: And, and when you do, even the people, all of us who are like super distracted, we actually crowd out the distractions when mm-hmm. we prior prioritize attention. And stop. look, man, a full calendar is an empty life.
0: Yeah. It, you you, you find me somewhere the full calendar
1: that has an actual life, and you will find me like someone that, do, that doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> You're exactly right. Well, I, I gotta ask you this one: Do you know a guy named Kalani Bullthorpe out there in Haleiwa?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. He, I
0: don't know. he was a, a few years ago. He saved a guy over there at uh, Leftovers, just outside of Haleiwa, from the shark, the bull shark that was coming back and forth. Oh wow! And anyway, what he was he was telling me is that when he was saving, he's a world-class stand-up paddleboard rider. And he was in there and he was beating the shark. Right. And it was also the means of propulsion to get back to the shore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And this is a true story. And he's, he's right there in Haleiwa. So (laughs) you'll have to look him up. But so while he's doing all this stuff, he has this thought, drop the paddle, and then put the guy on, the, on, on your shoulders and start the paddle in. Well, first of all, it's the paddle is what he's beating the shark um, off of them, getting, getting to them. And then on top of that, it's his means of, of going c- completely counterintuitive, but he went with it. And it was a good thing because the guy was bleeding out. So when he held on to him, it, it, it made it so he, it wasn't so much so. But then he almost, I guess he almost doubled what he was able to do going back into into shore. And the only reason I, I tell you that or, or share that story is because a lot of the things that you're that you're sharing is such a, a deep mindset. I have to stick to my expertise. I have to stick with what I know without realizing that the thing that's going to propel you and save a lot more than just yourself is to drop the freaking battle, man. <laughs> and so... I, I, I'm just wondering, I know you you shared some of the, how you do it, but uh, like Mr. Accountant, for instance, that you're sharing about, how did you make him drop his paddle, man? Uh, or <laughs> or for, for that fact, anyone that you, you have it in, might have in mind there.
1: It, it's It's... I mean, doing it, I guess, is different than thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but thinking about it, it's not hard if you have the right questions. Ask a better question, get a better answer. Yeah. So everyone leads their life by the questions they ask. So that guy says, I want to have more time with my kids. Therefore, I'm going to start a new business. But he didn't think about how that would operate and how it actually happened. But if he would say, who do I want to be? Then he'd know what to do. If he wants to actually be the dad that has time for his kids, he would know exactly what to do. There's no prescribing like a checklist of things to do. It doesn't work for everybody. It's custom. It's personalized. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to do this. You can instantly. We all know that the guy working eight hours at work. I know this as fact because I work with so many corporations. They can get the same eight hour of work done in an hour they just have to stretch it out. They have to, that's how they're managed. You know what I mean? Like, this is how it works. So like, like let, let's just, let's be real Let's be honest. Yeah. And, you know, and cor- corporations are just, they're, they're spending a lot of time, like, what's, they spend a lot of time trying to be like symbolically productive yeah, rather than actually yeah. being productive. Mm-hmm. And so when you go, I, who cares, who cares? But when it comes down to your personal life, that's where I get really sad is when people tell themselves they have to do something that will never work out. Yes, yes, yes. So, so there's different ways. Like if, if you start your your thought, your your process of how can I get paid, well then you will move to the city, mm-hmm. you'll get a job, your lifestyle will be city based, and you'll raise your family there, like we've done for two hundred years.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: If you say, I want my family to be able to travel the world and do whatever we want start not how you get paid, start with the goal of the goal, move beyond goals, start with final cause. Then you'll say, oh, it looks like I could make money from anywhere in the world at any time if I had sponsors for a podcast, Mm -hmm. if I had a company that was producing products and they were shipped from a warehouse, if I asked my employer if I could work from home Mm -hmm. when they try to bring me in, I get another job. And by the way, I get a pay raise by going to another job. So like, so it's, it, it's literally just thinking from what you actually want, not what you think will get you there because there are a million means, but there's only one end. In other words, the goal of the goal, this is how you live without regret.
2: Man. Well, and I think it's a, it's a little bit ironic too. And I think you are a shining example of this. If you were to take those two, let's take those two avenues, you've got the one, the, the person that says, you know, I'm going to go to the city and get a job. That's, that's dude A and you got dude B over here. That's basically you. And you say, you know, at some point, then you start building momentum and things start rolling. And now I'm I'm sure at this point in your life, it's, it's much like opportunity is now coming to you. You know what I mean? Whereas whatever that person built, that's in the city working for fortune 500 company, whatever, he's just going to get kind of the same opportunity that a normal person in that, you know, in that situation would attract.
1: Yeah. You know, totally. And there's no, by the way, like we say it in ways like with contrast, just for, you know, effect, but, but there, there's no judgment of Mm -hmm. working in the city or doing it elsewhere. It's stop lying to yourself. Yeah. If you want something different, well, then you need to align the framework is basically aligning your purpose with a project Mm -hmm. this is how you prioritize because prioritize means to proceed and proceed it comes first not last and ironically we always put priorities last always every timeline priority last Mm -hmm. every time priority we're gonna do 20 things last What? Okay. It literally does not make any logical sense, uh, (laughs) except for the person on a piece of paper doing it that ends up living their life that whole way. So it goes purpose becomes a project. Project becomes payments. Mm -hmm. Payments become prolifics. So when you're like, you do all these things, like, yeah, that's because I put purpose first. I do projects around things that I want to do. So at first it was, and it still is self-reliance or self-employment for people who want to work their way out of poverty or their situation. And then it became, give people their time back. That's why I started proud at products you're proud of is so that a lot of my people I work with, they wanted to start businesses where they start like really cool physical products. But yeah. doing that is intense and labor intensive and horrible to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I put together a business that does all that for them, not because of the business to do that for them, because I want them to have their time back. I have a video editing business for, for YouTubers that make the do over a, I have over a million subs. I don't, I don't know how to edit a video, but I have whole teams of people editing hundreds of videos every month for people so they can have their time back. Now, when they get their time back, do they end up really spending time with their family at Disneyland or pretending like they're there while one spouse is at home editing videos or not? <laughs> I don't, it depends on them. Some of them actually work more and make more videos instead of spending more time with their family. No judgment you get to decide what you want to do with your time if you want more time to work or more time to play this process works
0: just hearing why you started those just blows my mind it's not product.com anymore to me it's it's much more it's the deep it's a much deeper meaning uh, i i thank you for for sharing that oh my goodness Richie. okay so i i've, I've got to ask this, uh, this is going to diverge just a little because i want to talk about mentors Um, and there's so many incredible people in, in, in my life. And I noticed that we had one of the same ones that recently passed away. And that was Bill Neal. Uh, Bill Neal was my ecclesiastical leader, uh, back in the day in, in, at BYU, Hawaii, and then a friend and, and just, I remember when I was in New York, he had me go over and speak with the students to share my experiences from 9-11. This is 10 years after I left BYU-Hawaii. But that individual, this is 30 31 years after I left BYU-Hawaii, that his impact was felt in such a way that uh, aside from my parents and a, a couple others, has not. it's very rare to have that impact. And It was such, it was so amazing because it's impacted the way that I have conducted myself for years now. Um, And so I bring that up because when I look at the power mentor, he wasn't, I didn't call him a mentor. I really didn't, as much as he was always there. And so I'm wondering if you could share anything from your experience of people like that um, that have really impacted you and how that really crafted the individual that you are.
1: Bill, Bill Neal quietly ran BYU Hawaii for (laughs) for years. No one, no one even knew. And what you just said about him, everyone says about him Mm -hmm. on a personal level. Yeah, And he, he, uh, he's extremely organized, but he, but, and he was, he was obviously very smart. Um, and yes, he was, he was always there, but, but a lot of people are that way. He cared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He did sort of care, but he actually cared not just in quality of time, but in quantity of time. Like I went back through, you know, I've known him for, for obviously years, almost 20 years. I've known him, but uh, I went back through some of our messages back and forth, you know, over, yeah. over over time. And I started looking at it and going, Oh my gosh, look what he said here. Look what he said there. That actually changed the way I thought that changed the way I did. <laughs> I found a list of quotes he sent me. Like when I was going through something, I'm like, what in the world? Like he was there. There was a time I went to his office and I just, I was like, crying about some tragic thing that happened. He just listening, you know what I mean? And then, then gently, like he was that he was, I've I've said it to him before several times, and and in front of groups. But he's if you ever read Good to Great by Jim Collins. Oh yeah, yeah he's, yeah. he's the level five leader.
0: Oh, there's no doubt, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he no 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 he's he's something amazing. Um, he and of course other mentors. I mean that that's what it's all about. You know, there, there's yeah. something about having someone who cares about you and they might they may or may not the people in your family they have their own agendas because what you do impacts them in in, mm-hmm. in ways they might not realize but someone who's a little bit outside who actually knows what they're talking about whether they're an expert in your field or not but they they can give some guidance those kinds of people are invaluable whether you're paying them or you have the opportunity to just meet them and it's whether it's at a distance or whether it's like personal these types of people uh they're treasures you know like like, like in our lives so I mean, we're definitely
2: standing on the shoulders of giants, you know what I mean? All of us right now. So there is. No- well, what's cool is I can tell for a fact that you are that person for many, many, many others, because <laughs> well, that's one like, thing you can't fake is caring. And that really is a secret ingredient uh, for, for excellent mentorship. You know, that's really nice of you to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I'm sure I'm not, I'm, that's a fact. <laughs>
0: it, no, it, it really is, Richie, because I knew you as a dude from Hawaii. And unless it was for, for the Angie Styles, going, oh no no you don't understand what kind of dude this is. I like, go, oh, he's just a bro from Hawaii. I, I probably met him once in in conjunction with over here, but he's just a bro from Hawaii, and that speaks volumes to me about the individual you are, because it wasn't the reach out wasn't because you were famous author and coach and such. It was we have a lot of common friends. Let's get together and talk story, man. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly exactly you know there was a, i'll tell you a story from hawaii a personal, personal story so uh just just down the way there's a there's a point and there was a, a shipwreck and i was one of the first people to see it and i called 911 there's like stuff everywhere and I, when i say ship it wasn't like a big ship it was like it's like a little boat thing whatever i i didn't know what it was i know there was stuff it, it crashed there's stuff into right. the reef. there's stuff everywhere i didn't see the people i didn't know they were i think i saw one person he was okay whatever um lifeguards come helicopters come all the sirens you know all the boats the jet skis it looked like a, a, a scene on baywatch like honestly like it was <laughs> it was wild okay. Right. everyone's okay but when i i, I asked I, what, what what actually happened like why why did this boat like hit the reef why did this happen whatever what happened was um they were diving and fishing and all that they didn't have an anchor oh and the the the, the tide the current got wild enough where they, they couldn't control it there was nothing there was nothing there was no there was no oar strong enough you know what i mean that they right. could use to, to turn around and they they had to jump out and the, the boat crashed And as I was thinking that we think of anchors and I might think of anchor as like my family or my time or, or really my freedom, you know, my flexibility, my autonomy, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. But sometimes we think of anchor, we think of something that just keeps us there permanently while like things go crazy. But if you, if you literally think about an anchor, anchors can come up and down, you can bring them with you. To me, an anchor means you can safely, flexibly go and Wherever it is you want, drop anchor so you can be safe and do the things you want to do, bring it back up again, and then go to the harbor or go further out or go to some other island or do some other thing. And I think when you think of anchors and their actual function, then we can think of our purposes and our priorities as anchors in our lives that help us make decisions. So when we say, do I take this job or that job? Do I do this thing or that thing? We say, does this help me be this person that I said I want to be? Does it lead me towards it? Or does it lead me further away from it? And if it's further away, you can say no. Probably in most cases, but in some cases, you can say, "Well, have my priorities changed? Do I need to change some things up?" And in that way, you can consciously make decisions instead of tricking yourself into thinking, "You know, things are there." If you don't have an anchor at all, then you are just you 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 put yourself in a position where every t- time someone asks you for something, whether you say yes or no, you're going to be led somewhere that you don't necessarily want to be you might you might be surprised but you have no control
2: at all
0: oh man Interesting. That, okay how profound is that gear?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a dynamic like, dynamic view something that because yeah I, i've been guilty of that like yeah this is an anchor and you think of it as kind of just a stagnant yeah. drop it's holding you there you're not going anywhere but it's like what you're saying too is that you can also look at it as okay this 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 job or this opportunity, I can also take that and move it to somewhere else. And I can, it may not even be useful anymore. And you also take it to another level. And there's, there's also multiple kinds of anchors also. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember we, we go to Lake Powell, you know, usually two or time, two times a year or so, depending on what you want to do and where you want to go, you bring a different anchor. You know what I mean? You, you, like you were saying at the beginning of the podcast is now you got another tool. And it can bring you where you want to go and give you more flexibility. I've seen some pretty crazy stuff up there happen in some crazy storms where you had the wrong anchor or <laughs> you didn't have an anchor at all. You know. Yeah.
0: No, no. Richie, this is, this is, I, I will, I, I know I've said this, I, I will overuse this word in this, this interview, but profound. I, I, I don't know of any other word right now because you've taken concepts. I've, learned about, heard about in some form or other all my life, but you've made it so incredibly usable because you've helped me see him from an, an angle that I've never even considered. And I've got to thank you for that, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. you know, that's, that's so what's nice funny, movie. Mo, is if you want to see that over and over and over again, played out, go to, go to Richie's Amazon reviews. And <laughs> yeah, just so what funny. you said right there, man, you like, everyone's like, yeah, it was like, Yeah, I've heard this before, but (laughs) it's like, it's so profound the way he puts it. That's like, it's like, and I think that's a lot of times, like a lot of self-help stuff or getting people to a better place is giving them another angle or another way of viewing something. And I think you've kind of hit on some, something really powerful. And I'll, I'll tell you just me personally, you've given me some, something to really think about because I, I was an entrepreneur for many, many years and I got out of it because I built, I built those gyms, man. And it's, <laughs> yeah. but I loved, I love the people portion of it. I love being a mentor for my employee. I loved all these different things, but you know, it gives me some real, I, I need to have some real reflection to do. And I'll be, uh, I'm going to definitely be getting your books and consuming at a rapid pace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love it. Thank you, guys. Well, you got it,
0: Richie. I'm hoping that we can definitely stay in touch and whatever way we can help you. I mean, you got so many millions of supporters, but feel free to reach out, man. Thank you.
1: No, thank you, thank you so much. It's it's been really fun. This anti time management book is is really exciting. It's not out yet. You're 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 getting the information early. (laughs) Um, it, uh, it drops August 30th of this year, but it's available right now on for pre-sale for people at Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Target and Walmart it's everywhere. And, uh, I've, some of the feedback I'm getting is I've never heard anything about like this at all, you know, not just, you know, like, like, like some of these concepts you can actually apply Immediately, and that and that's what I hope people do. So
2: it's been oh, that's an exciting. honor talking to you guys. So thank <laughs> that's you. exciting. Well, we'll be looking forward to that for sure. <laughs>